Bronx, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New out, York, out. New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jealous from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to celebrate, ladies and gentlemen. The Knicks had an up and down week. We won a couple, we lost a couple, but we are here to talk about it, man. And I'm joined today by my guy, Mr. Reliable, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Damn right, he's in the building. All right, and yo, it's been an eventful week, man. We we seen we seen some things. The Knicks beat beat up on the Cavs. We won one to the Bulls. We lost one to the Bulls. We seen playing time fluctuate. We seen people fall out the rotation. We seen minutes get cut. We 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 seen games that we could have won that fell away at the white side of the last second. We seen it all this week. It's been an eventful week, but I will start this show by saying the Knicks and our fans. You know, we've been looking for this technical big three, <laughs> right? All right? All right? All right? Yeah. And not maybe not a big three per se is forming, but. A formidable three is taking shape, and maybe we just have to add water, you know, sprinkle some seeds, and, and wait to see if things develop. Am I crazy in thinking this or not? I mean, if you look at the three players, you know, we're talking about all those players are young, and especially two of those players. You know, they're at the like real early, early, early stages of their career. So the possibilities are endless to how these three players can develop if you keep them together. Exactly. If if we keep them together. Yeah, and there's one if, player yeah. that's still on the fence. He, he's not as young as these guys, Julius Randle, but yes. he's an all-star guy. Look, he's looking like an all-star this year. He's averaging 27 points. Ryan, Ryan, he's shooting 39% from the three-point line, Ryan. Put some respect on this man's name, goddammit. Yo, 39%. Like, like I said, Y'all thought it was a fluke? Like, like, like I said. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, like I said, that's why I dropped the no. And I'll call him Handle Randall. Yeah, That's why I, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving his respect. Like, yo, he's balling this season. He's definitely balling. Oh my! Uh, Twenty-two points per game, ten point nine rebounds, six assists, thirty-nine percent from three. Which is crazy to me, but <laughs> Julius Randall shooting thirty-nine percent from three. That's crazy. Yeah, we, we didn't have to spend no money on Bertant. <laughs> we didn't have to be paid for no stretch four. No, what we needed was. Right here, man. What we is right here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just start off by giving Julius Randle a little bit of a praise. Uh hashtag uh NBA All-Star hashtag Julius yes. Randle. Well, you know, that. matter of fact, speaking speaking of you know Julius Randle being voted for the All-Star game, you know, your man Charles Barkley actually gave Julius Randle props yeah, on really? inside in, on inside the NBA because they because they were showing the, the voting so far for you know after the first week of voting for the all NBA All-Star game. And mm-hmm. Julius Randle, I think, was eighth among NBA frontcourt players. That's and Charles Barkley, and yeah, and Charles Barkley was looking at the list and he was like, Sabonis and Julius Randle should be higher. They should be All-Stars this season. I was like, word, Charles Barkley? Let's go. Yeah, yes. That's up, Charles. Give like, me some love. Because he they I was like, word? Us. Exactly. I was like, what? He's actually giving the Knicks player some props? I was like, say word. Man, he... Listen, he's been doing it well. And, and look, if you're looking at cleaning the glass stats, you can see where the, the efficiency has grown from, man. Like, it, ironically, the, the rim points have gone, it has dropped from the 19th to 17th percentile. But I think it's because inside is still cluttered. But the mid-range game is not dead. And it's, it's doing our players like Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett justice right now. Okay, that's where he's getting his, his bread and butter right now. Right now, he's the, in the 83 percentile in the long mid-range game. Okay. Right? And and also that corner three that Tom Thibodeau, he, he, he focused on, 87th percentile in power forwards from the corner three. Okay, Julius. 52%. Put some respect on this man's name. Okay, Julius. Okay, we see you, man. We see you. Exactly. 
you see, you man, and, and, and you're not even you're not even gonna be have to mention too. The passing has gone up six assists in game. His 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 passing percentage has gone up. His overall three has gone up. He shoots forty percent from overall three. Man, this man, this corner three, fifty two percent from the corner three. Man, taking corner Kev's spot, man. Rip corner Kev, <laughs> and we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only that, Ryan. The thing that's been keeping Randall from being, you know, the guy, from having, you know, just empty stats to winning stats is the defense. Yeah, of course. And the Knicks are, I believe, is nine points better with him on the floor than off. And are nine, nine defensive, their, their defensive rating goes up nine points, I believe. When he is on the floor versus all, so yeah, and also, and also, I also, I also believe that he's also averaging his best defensive rating this season as well. Exactly, exactly. He's he's averaging his best defensive rating, and so it's not just empty stats. It's not just scoring. It's not just passing. It's every single thing, and you got. Yep. You, you got to give Julius Randle his prospects. He put in the work over the summer. He stopped eating, drinking wine. he's gone into even better shape Julius Randle NBA All-Star that's all I got to say anything to add yes sir nah you said everything man Julius Randle gotta be an All-Star this season he's drastically improved in pretty much every category and this man is the reason why the Knicks are where they are at the moment you know hanging off hanging on to that 8th ninth spot at the moment you know Going into the season, we didn't even think the Knicks really had a shot at the playoffs like that. And look, Knicks are balling, and one of the main reasons is Julius Randle. Definitely. Exactly. And it's like, it's one of those things where, Ryan, if we can get consistent production from, I'm going to say it, the point guard position, Ryan, if yes, we can yes, get yes. Persist- consistent production and scoring from the point guard position, along with RJ's already producing, I think we'll be in a different spot. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Which brings me to Emmanuel quickly, okay? Because Emmanuel quickly as well, he's been been balling the last six games, 18.7 points per game, uh, 42% from three. Woo! Okay. 43% from the field goal percentages. Rookie, rookie stuff. But still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. it, it'll come around. It'll come around. But still not bad for a rookie. Still not bad. You know? Still not bad. 3.2 assists. Um, I know you have some more stats you want to add to that. Stats and facts, man. From my yeah, yeah, matter of fact, um, here's some stats among NBA rookies first and foremost. So at the moment, quickly is third in scoring. And basically, if you look at the top four, He's basically up there with the top three picks. Anthony Edwards leads with 13.6 points per game. Mm-hmm. Then Wiseman is fourth with is third. No, Wiseman is yeah, Wiseman is fourth with 12.2 points per game. And Lamella Ball is second with 12.7 points per game. So the fact that you see him up there with basically the top three picks in the draft says something. And right, yeah, right now, like when it comes to rookies, he's he's definitely one of the top performing rookies at the moment. And he, and he's really making a strong case for him to be named Rookie of the Year. So, um, and then on top of that, he in fourth quarter scoring, he's also ranked 18th at the moment in the NBA. Let's go. In the NBA, sir. In the NBA. So, I mean, that's amazing right there, too. He's averaging like six points per game in, in the fourth quarter. So, not only is he establishing himself as one of the top rookies in the league, but he's also establishing himself as a fourth quarter killer. And when he's in the game, he gets buckets in the fourth quarter. Yo, this year's Donovan Mitchell. I said this last I said this last show, Ryan. <laughs> this year's Donovan Mitchell. Who should, man, who? It couldn't be us, man. All y'all teams who passed up on you, man, quickly. Shame on y'all. Exactly. Mr. Diamond in the rough. <laughs> Word. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's funny because when I interact with certain people on Twitter, right, right, Ryan, mm-hmm. and you know, we we have our thing going where it's, it's the Cavs watch, right? Not the Cavs watch. It's the Mavs watch, right? Yeah, the Mavs watch. The yeah, Mavs and they watch. And, and they lost last night too. Again, the Warriors oh. smacked them. Oh, oh, they did. De- mm, hold on, let me hit the button. Let me hit the ooh button for that one for that loss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Y'all lost>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
With the Mavs losing, you know how we do. We got to troll a little bit because, you know, yep. we traded KP. And, you know, we still feel a certain type of way. And, you know, we, we do our little thing. Hashtag Mavs fade for K. Yes. So I did my thing, you know. Ooh. Balanced <laughs> loss. Hashtag Mavs fade for K. Somebody goes, hold up, JLS. If we're fading for Cade, wouldn't Cade be in Quickly's way? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. And then you start to think, huh. And then I start to like look around the the Knicks discussion streets. Yeah. And there's, this, there's a discussion going on, Ryan, about Emmanuel Quickly... And him not being a real point guard. Because, you know, he, he when he came in his league, everybody was like, he's a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. He plays off ball. Yeah. He's not a real point guard. And for me, he seems like he's playing okay. And yeah, he's doing well at the point guard spot. But certain people don't really see him being a real point guard. They might point to his assist percentage being low. They mm-hmm. might also point to his three-point two assists a game not being there. And they'll also see, like, the flow of offense isn't, you know, it, it seems like he just guns a lot. And some yeah. people feel like the full offense stops when he's in the game, despite his production. It's like, how do you perceive this, Ryan? I'll say this, like, Emmanuel quickly, I do think he can play the point guard. Like, I don't think that he's a player that you would be like, now nah, he's strictly a shooting guard, whatever the case may be. If anything, you could say that like, he's probably a combo guard. Right, he could he could he could play the point guard. He could play the shooting guard, and like I've seen him do some things where I'm like he has point guard capabilities. Like I've seen him run pick and roll pretty well before. Facts. I've seen him you know you know pick you know run the pick and roll and you know feed it to the big man when he ride, when he rolls to the basket or have the smarts to take the shot when the when the um when the you know the big man's not open. So like he shows smart plays. Is he the type of guy where? He has the amazing court vision where he's going to drive to the basket consistently and like pop it out to like different players on the, um you know, wide open for three and things like that. And he's not really that type of player. But as as for the point guard role, like I see him, I see him as a pretty decent point guard. Like to me, he's like more of a scoring point guard, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and there are a lot of those in the NBA where, you know, their assistants aren't going to be that high, but they can score from the point guard position and they don't really affect the offense like that. And my thing is that like, okay, is it to the point where I'd be like, okay, there's no need to bring in another point guard? No, because I feel like he could probably play alongside an, a point guard who's more of a, you know, pass-first point guard and can set up players and things like that. Because like I said, quickly is a guy that he has multiple skill sets. He's not yeah. just one type of player. So I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in a point guard, you know, to play alongside quickly. But at the same time, like, I feel like he could do well in the point guard position. So, I mean, to me, I see him as a combo guard. We yeah. can put him at the one or the two, but I don't know. That's those are my thoughts about him. You know what I'll say about that, Ryan? I'll say with the combo cards discussion. Like I do see what you're saying. He can play multiple positions, but my worry is, especially at the NBA level, when a guy is six three, and you ask him to play kind of an off guard position, you better make sure that guard, that lead guard, is like six 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 seven. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, because I like I love Toronto. And, you know, sometimes they'll do that combo guard thing, too. And we talked about this, that on his program. But sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like it's to their detriment on the defensive end. It, yeah, of as course. As good as reputation as quickly has as being a defender when he's in college. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different when you're in the NBA, despite his long wingspan and all that. Yeah, right. exactly. And and then a good example of that is Cleveland. Because Cleveland starts two small guards on the backcourt in a Garland and Sexton. Mm-hmm. And they'd be getting killed Ex- from, from other teams, you know, exactly. because... You know, they got two small cards on the backcourt, so... Exactly. Word to R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett gave Garland the business, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> business. He, he, too little. And, and matter of fact, yeah. so did man quickly hit. Both of them hit him on 20-plus in that game. So shout out to both exactly. of them. Exactly. I, 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 I tweeted too during the game. I was like, yo, we need to call a coroner because this dude Garland getting killed out there, yo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Funeral for this man, yeah. Word. <laughs> Oh yeah, but you know what? You know what? To Ryan, um, I'll also say this: our coach 
has a lot to do with the way quickly he's playing, right? And mm-hmm. even I'll go back to our argument over the Alfred Payton um good shot, bad shot argument, right? If you haven't seen that, I um uh, go back on the, in the archives, not even that far, and watch our yeah. argument over good shot, bad shot with Alfred Payton. And you guys' argument was that uh that Tom Thibodeau tells his guards to shoot more when they're open. And that's why Alfred Payton shot that shot, even though in my mind I'm like, that's a bad shot. Because, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Also, in the beginning, he quickly had an eight assist game way early. He was passing up shots. I do believe that the coach is encouraging him to shoot it more as well. If like if if he's telling Alfred Payton to shoot it. He's definitely telling quickly to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And like even these shots that he's taking where it's three or four feet behind the three-point line, right? Like, I'm not even mad at those shots on him sometimes because I I, I kind of feel like it's part of his development. And he just has yeah. to just take those shots and see if he can hit them. Because, you know, if you were told Damon Steph Curry to those are bad shots back in the day, right now you would probably call yourself crazy. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if he has the, if he's shown the ability to take that, to make that shot, and he has done it in the fourth quarter, especially, I don't think that's necessarily a bad shot all the time. Yeah. Just saying. So for people who call, who call that a bad shot for him, I don't think it is necessarily. Nah, it, it it depends. It depends on when he takes the shot. Yeah. Because yeah, because sometimes it could be a good shot, but then sometimes it's like the shot could be rushed and things of that nature. So right. It just depends. It just depends on when he takes the shot. Yeah, it's a little bit more nuanced. It's a little yeah, bit exactly. More, yeah. Nah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. So what I'm saying is, Ryan, that I think the guys who were saying he's not a real point guard, I think. You can't make that assumption just yet. He's still a rookie and he's still feeling his way out. And he's following Tom's instructions of shooting more. You know what I mean? And also, um, you know, depending on his role too, because I feel like he's more of a gunner with the second unit and less of a gunner with the first unit. And we start to see that even more when quickly start to play more minutes with that first unit. Thank you, Elf, for sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> like he was, he was playing more of the you know floor spacer role and the sh- distributor role, and he had some nice passes, yeah. especially like that Cavs game. Woo! There was some pass where he was like among the trees, did a mm. head fake, pass it between two people for an easy layup. So the skills are there. Yeah, they I'm are. Saying. The skills are there. Is what I'm saying. It's just. I think he just needs more reps and a, a full season or two or three to say <laughs> he's a point guard. But yeah. I do feel like he's shown enough to say he can be the New York Knicks uh, starting point guard this year. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe. The shooting yeah, is there. Think, he's, yeah. he's definitely a winner. You want to add something, Ryan? Now, all I was saying is I think it's going to be next year because I think as long as Alfred Payton is here, I don't, I don't think Tim Thibodeau's giving up that starting spot. So <laughs> I don't get... Okay. You know what really grinds my gears, Ryan? Me, me, me. <laughs> this is what grinds my gears. Speaking of Alfred Payton and the love. And this is my this is my pet peeve, Tom Thibodeau in general. And I think I've said this in many different instances on the show. But here's another example of this. The last game... Yeah. Knicks versus the Bulls, right? Mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly, 18th in the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. Yeah. Hits a couple of threes, right? Yeah. He gets a turnover because he over dribbles in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Tom Thibodeau calls times out, puts him on the bench. Doesn't yeah. come back in again. <laughs> I, 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 I know why Thibodeau did it, though. I don't I don't think I don't think it was because like 
you know, the fact that, you know, he made a turnover or whatever the case may be, it's because Pedro was playing good in the first half and he was like, you he know was. what? Yeah, so, so, so I think in Thibodeau's mind, he's like, you know what? Since Pedro was playing good in the first half, this is the game to put Pedro in the fourth quarter. And then he saw, then he saw quickly do that turnover and then he got worried. He was like, <laughs> okay, you know what? Okay, Pedro, come back. All right, all right Pedro, you actually played good this game. So, you know, I'm going to put you back in the game. I think that's, the, I think that's, the, that's, you know, what happened you, there. You, you know what, right? And you know what? You're right. <laughs> You're right. That's probably exactly what happened. But it, it just it just it's just to be I don't know, it just seems like it's maybe it's always a quick trigger with the young guys and, and yeah, more of exactly, yeah. veterans in general. So even if it might be warranted, I still be like like really like this no, no, no! Trust me. Like when I saw that, when I when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, why is he taking quick, quickly out the game and put it back in Elfer Payton?" And, and then on top of that, it's like when Elfer Payton came back in the game, the lead was starting to dwindle down. I was like, "Oh hell!" Exactly. No. Like, and they were like twenty putbacks. What you did? Exactly. <laughs> because in that game, right before he made that mistake, he still hit like a clutch three that game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he's still producing now. Contrast Ryan. Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. How did Austin Rivers play that game, man? Do you remember? Do you remember that game? How did Austin Rivers play? I'm trying to You know what? Forget that game. How has Austin Rivers been playing in general? Austin Rivers is pretty much hit and miss. He's I mean he's been missing more than hitting, but he he's pretty much hit and miss right now. Like he'll have that one game that just pops up in the blue where he's just hot on fire, crazy like streaking. One and he'll five just, games or so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then he'll have his like normal like seven point games, six point games, eight point games where you know he he'll hit one or two shots, but then he misses the majority of them. Right. So I mean, yeah, like he's up and down, but more down and up though lately. Yeah, more down and up. So Austin Rivers, I think he had like two points that game. Yeah, I think he had two points that game. Um, he also made mistakes that game. Finishes the game. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. Finishes I, the I, game. I don't know, man. Finishes the game. Which brings me to my next conversation, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Winning versus development. Yeah. Right. As of now, even that's debatable. Even that title, this whole debate is debatable. Winning, right? Because the players yeah. that he's keeping in, are they helping us win? It, it's hard to say at the moment, man. It's hard to say at the moment. Because, because, <laughs> because I mean, okay, like the Knicks, hang, the Knicks did hang on and win the game against the Bulls. But it was like once Payton was back in the game, there were Rivers in the backcourt and this and that. It was like everything just started collapsing and he got worried because it's like, damn. Like, you know, we are quickly in the game. Quickly's one of the, like, he's top 20 in fourth quarter scoring. You take him out of the game, you put back in Payton and you're just trying to ride these veterans when it's like the veterans are the one making this game slip at the moment. So it's like. Right. Yeah, but. Ah. Uh, with this whole development and. I understand both sides. I'll say this because, okay, with development now, you have Knox, you have Frank, you know, two guys that have shown that, you know, at times they can be on. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes Knox is hitting his, hitting his shots from three, especially that corner three. Right. Frank, Frank, you know, one thing you know from Frank, you'll, you'll always get good defense from Frank, if anything. Right. And, and and Frank has shown, I think, recently that his shooting has improved, so he'll knock in a couple threes for you and things of that nature. Right. But, I, but also at the same time, I'm like, as much as I would love to give them minutes, I kind of understand as to why Dibs probably doesn't give him, probably doesn't give them the playing time that we would love them to have. Because I think what Thibs is trying to show them is, like, if you want playing time, you have to be consistent. You know, like, I have to trust you that when I put you in the game, you're going to give me something every night. And to be honest about it, Knox lately, at least, when Knox has been in the game, Knox, like, I like I read his stats the previous time I was on the podcast. Like, <laughs> like, the, like the last eight, nine games, Knox has been stinking it up so I think Thibs got to a point where he's like, you know what? I cannot rely on you to give me 
a certain production every night, so I'm going to take you out the game. And with Frank, like, Frank to me is a different story because before Frank got hurt, Frank actually had a good game. But then since he got hurt for an extended period of time, he lost his spot in the rotation. And it's like, okay, I understand it, but it's like you have to at least give the man credit that he at least was playing good before the injury. Like, why not Why not throw him into a game to see if he could, like, you know, recapture that Dude, form? I, I think, I, I, yes, yes, and yes. When you're looking at Alfred Payton and you're looking at Austin Rivers, you're going, there's a chance for some young players to get some minutes here. If the veterans aren't doing what they're supposed to do, because we'll be next man up. Next man yeah. up. There are specific plays that both of these guys did this week that grinded my gears, Ryan. That grinded yeah. and pissed me off. I yelled at the screen. I, I I see these. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I do this yeah. pod, but I'm a real fan. I scream when I see dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. What <laughs> <laughs> are those plays had to do with? One was Emmanuel Quickly. I believe it was the first Bulls game, right? Emmanuel mm-hmm. Quickly. Um, he shot one of his threes, like his his uh, heat check threes. Yeah, Austin Rivers. Um, he was open. He was open in the corner, and he was upset. And I get it. Mm-hmm. He was open in the corner. He was upset. But because he was upset, he didn't really hustle back on defense. And then the other team scored. Yeah. And since and and he like exacerbated the problem by not playing defense. And I was just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You pissed, but you still gotta get back on you defense. You still gotta get so. back. Yeah. Tom calls a timeout. Piss. See him steaming through the mask. Yeah. Timeout. Screams. Tying's back in. Austin Rivers is still in the game. <laughs> and, 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 and if that was a rookie, he would have been sitting on the bench. Exactly. If I, what I'm saying is, listen, if somebody's going to hit threes or miss threes and not play defense, put Knox in. Yeah. <laughs> put Knox in. Put Knox in that damn corner. If that's, you know, if that's how you feel about it. Yeah. And the same thing goes for Elford Payton. Elford Payton has three or four bad games, scores two points, plays okay defense. Yeah. Hey, I know a guard who can play pretty good defense and, and it, not score in pit two, but has a better chance of hitting a three than Payton does. On top of that, Ryan, have you noticed that RJ Barrett has been leading more of the offense lately? Yeah, the ball's been in his hands more, yeah. Remember last week I said he's been starting every first and third quarter with the ball in his hands making plays? Every and he's been all those plays have been lobs to Mitch. Now those those playmaking minutes are being extended. Yeah. And Alfred Payton's job has been to be in the corner a lot more lately. Yeah. Who do I know who's on this team who led who's in the top of the league at left corner threes? Frank. And plays defense. Frank. <laughs> so if we're not going to use Frank as a playmaker, but I'm a spot-up shooter who can play situational defense and make plays on occasion, isn't that Frank's perfect role? Exactly, because a lot of times when Frank a lot of times when Frank does run point guard, like Frank usually does give up the ball to either Julius Randle or RJ Barrett or somebody and it just goes into the corner. And that's what's <laughs> happening right now. So even if Ryan, even if you don't want to start IQ because you want him to stay with the second unit, yeah, this is the this this is the perfect opportunity to start Frank. And for all you guys who's like jealous is bugging, he's a Frank lover. I'm not saying that Frank is your prototypical starter. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that his role is perfect for this situation. Even if IQ gets more minutes, right? I can still say start Frank, have start have Frank play 15 minutes a game, have IQ play 30 minutes, but stagger the minutes so IQ can come in earlier and still play with that first unit and the second unit. Like it can like to me, 
it seems like this is the situation that's perfect for Frank's role. But yeah, pretty much. And and I mean to to be real about it, like I can't see him giving either Knox or Frank minutes unless it's like a blowout situation where it's like okay, you know, there's either the Knicks is blowing out somebody or the Knicks are getting blown out and there's no chance that the other team can come, can come back or the Knicks can come back. And then he's like, okay, you know, I'm putting you, you know, the bench dudes and now, you know, y'all can get, you know, some playing time, whatever the case may be. Like, like, Thibs to me, he's stubborn, man. Like, I can't see him being like, you I know, you know, when the Knicks are close in the game and he's like, all right, you know what, I'm going to give Knox some minutes here. I'm going to give Frank some minutes here and see how they do. Like, I can't see it. I can't see it either, man. And he said it himself. He said it can change because he he said those guys, you know, they're they're in for situational minutes. Situations. Yeah, I've, I've seen some situations. Yeah, they were they were and they weren't putting the game. <laughs> they weren't putting the game. I seen some situations, and they still on that bench. I have some memes in mind. I want to post, but I'm holding them out. I'm gonna hold them out. But, <laughs> but this this brings me to my other question, right? About development versus winning. Because it seems like Tom is prioritizing winning, which we kind of knew yeah. was going to happen. But now that we're watching it, like I, I like what he's doing, but it still annoys the hell out of me. You know? Yes. <laughs> I guess my question is like, should these guys take the DSJ route? And go to the G League? I mean, to be honest about it. I think Frank should go because to me, Frank seems like it seems to me, it seems like Frank's going to be buried on the bench. So it's like, okay, okay. If you're going to be buried on the bench, then you might as well go to the G league and see what you can do. Yeah. As for, as for Knox, I don't know. Like he's out of rotation at the moment. Maybe, there, maybe there might be a chance for him to try to sneak back in. But yeah, at, at this moment, it's like, look, if you're going to be buried on the bench and you're not going to get no type of playing time whatsoever, it's like you might as well just go to the G League and sh- yeah. and just perform there and, j- and sh- try to prove to these coaches that you can still ball. Yeah, man. Like, if you're not at least going to get five to ten minutes in the game when when the bet messes up badly, then it's like if someone's not injured, it just seems like he's just not going to look your way. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. So it makes me believe, like, that ship is sailing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's trade time. It's trade time. Shout out to, to Fritz, who just wrote an article, and he ranked our top assets. Definitely check that article out on thenicktimeshow.com. All right? And yeah. definitely comment and stuff. And shout out to our writers, too. We, we, we hit um 7,000 views, man, on our, on our website, man. 7,000 views on our website. Y'all, y'all killing it. Shout out to, to Mikey. Shout out to, 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 to Ken, Rob, Ryan for starting this ground up. Shout out to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, 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 and yo, look, I'm going to come back soon. I just oh. got to get something. I, I just got to get some things in order first, but I'm going to come back soon. I'm going to come back soon. <laughs> if Ryan returns, yo, if Ryan returns with the game recast with the name on top of the, I'm calling it right now. We're going to be like one of the, the, the best top trafficked websites in, in period. I'm just saying. Word. Right? Don't let Ryan come back. It's a wrap. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Ryan come back. It's a wrap. All right, cool. All right, cool. So, yeah, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, with the um development minutes. And, and, and you know, more so Frank than Kevin, because at least Kevin knows that he'll be back next season. So, Kevin, so there's not a necessity for Kevin to really go to the G League. Mm-hmm. But, like, but, like, for example, like, Dennis Jr. already knows, like, his time is up in New York. Right. So it's like you might as well just go to the G League and show what you can do, and I'm feeling like the same. I feel like the same is true for Frank. Like I feel like Frank's time in New York is pretty much done as well. So it's like you know what, just go to the G League, show that you show what you can do, and you know show other teams that you know what I can be a viable part to your team. I can still ball. So I feel you. And shout out, yeah, you don't know, man. It is trade season. This is why. Okay, this is why I was thinking. It's trade season. It's trade season. And you don't know who can be throw-ins. You don't know who can be dealt. And when guys aren't getting minutes like Frank, DSJ, and Kevin Knox, you you can't help but wonder if these guys will be in trade discussions with other teams moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know what? Let's talk about some trades that you've been hearing around the horn, man. Let's, let's talk about it, man. What's the complete to start, Ryan? Where do you want to start? Ah. I think maybe we should probably discuss 
Victor Oladipo because that's like the I think that's one of like the main targets that they've been talking about recently. Yeah. It seems like the Victor Oladipo situation is heating up a little bit. Or at least he's just he just stayed in the news. Like even though he's playing well, it just seems like the rumors have been that he still wants to be moved. They're still going to move him. And you know, he's he's playing all right, right? He's averaging around 20 points a game. Yeah, 20.8 points per game. Mm-hmm. His shooting percentage is not too good, though. He's shooting 39%, basically 40% from the field, mm-hmm. 31% from three. So uh, he, he is showing a bit of rust. He's uh, he's averaging 5.1 assists per game, which is pretty good. That's pretty you yeah, know, especially for a guard, like yeah. a shooting guard and a point guard, really. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he's showing some playmaking ability, which is good. His shooting is a bit off, but I feel like that's probably due to, you know, him just recently coming back from injury and him trying to find back his rhythm and things like that. So I think that's the reason why his shooting is all, is low at the moment. But I mean, Victor Oladipo is intriguing. You know, if you can, if you, you can, if you can definitely get him on a side and train, probably because I know that this is the last year of his contract. He's entering free agency. It, it it might be a, a risk. A, it might be a risk that's worth it, especially if you believe that he's going to find his form again and get back to the Indiana Pacers Oladipo. Right, the Indiana Pacers. You know what? The Indiana Pacers Oladipo is uh, is the site, right? Because if you're trading for him right now, it's kind of like you're 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 betting that he'll return to that form. Yeah, that's really what it is. But even this form isn't that bad. The, the, yeah, it's not that bad. The here is my issue, all right? So, at his peak, at his peak, he shot, let's see, what? He was 23 points a game. 37% from three was his peak. Yeah. Uh, he shot that, like, one season. We've always said we need floor spaces on this team. Mm-hmm. So, if we do have him, you know, uh, we have another guy who might be iffy on a three-point percentage. Yeah. So, that's one thing. He would definitely be an upgrade over Reggie Bullock, though. Oh, huge upgrade. Yeah. So, there might be a way to make it work, depending on what we give up. But then, you're just thinking, all right, cool, what's the lineup? At that point, you know, it would be, I guess what, maybe you're thinking quickly, Oladipo, Barrett. Barrett, yeah. Randall Mitch and Mitch. Yeah, I mean that's it. Pretty much that. Pretty much sounds like the starting lineup right there. That definitely sounds like the starting lineup right there. And yeah, you just wonder about if it's a fit too. I think that's yeah. the other part. You wonder about the ball dominance between quickly Randall Barrett. <laughs> 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 and Oladipo, like but all the these guys, is, seem to work well with the ball in their hands. Damn yeah, right. even, even even though I don't think Oladipo's ball dominant though. Like I think Oladipo plays he could he Oladipo can play off ball if necessary. So I mean, yeah, but yeah, you're gonna have to worry about like Randall Barrett quickly. Like basically, how you gonna spread the ball amongst those four players? You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, and if that's the case, I definitely I might even want to start quickly at that point. I don't know. I, I still want I still want maybe a low usage shooting point guard, or maybe quickly can play that role the starting unit if he wants to. But yeah. I still feel like that might be the, the move with that a team like that, you know, mm-hmm. who can all like playmaking multiple positions. I mean, playmaking multiple positions is a good look. I will say yeah. that. Like multiple playmakers is great because you can't really key in one person. Somebody can just attack a mismatch whenever they want to. And Victor Oladipo, he draws a lot of fouls too, so it could work out. It could definitely work out. Yeah, I definitely feel like a point guard that is definitely pass first is gonna have to definitely play with that lineup. Like it can't be a point guard that looks for his own shot. Exactly. So it's like, who are you giving up? Is it? Is how is the price like? Are because is are they still wanting the the farm for it? Are they going to want it first and some players? Well, the thing with the Rockets is that I feel like at least at least based on the moves the Rockets have made in in um in trades so far, like I feel like 
the Rockets are trying to build the Rockets are trying to build assets, but at the same time still have a formidable team. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the players, like they have John Wall, they have Christian Wood, they have Eric Gordon, so it's like they still have a pretty good team. It's just, you know, it's just that you know they're also trying to build for the future as well. So I feel like if they're going to give up Oladipo, you're, you're definitely sending a pick the other way. Yeah, it's definitely a pick. But what players? I, like I saw some site say, oh, the Knicks should trade R.J. Barrett and quickly in the first round there. And you're crazy. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> nah, I'm not. Are you I'm crazy? No, I'm, nah, I'm not giving that up for all the deep or not. Hell no. Nah. Bruh. Like, what? Are you serious? R- Do you see RJ Barrett playing? RJ Barrett, hold on. Let me just read RJ Barrett's stats these last 12 games. Just let y'all. RJ Barrett, last 12 games, 19 points a game, 5.6 rebounds. 80% from the three-point percentage, Ryan. 80%. Mm-hmm. 80. Yeah. And you know what else, Ryan? Last all games? Um, what else? 40% from three, Ryan. Exactly. Yo, if if we propose that trade to the Rockets, the Rockets would accept that ASAP and run away what? with it. I'm doing that if I'm a Rockets. Yeah. That would be dumb. That'd yeah, be, that'd be easy. That would be... And 50% from the field, Ryan. 50% from the field. For, and, you know, for those who were concerned about Ryan, uh, Ryan not Ryan, R.J. Barrett not hitting threes, because, you know, he didn't shoot a lot of threes these last two games. He's been hitting threes in the last whole game stretch, man. 40% yeah. three-point percentage. So, this is a tough call. I don't know, man. I'm leaning towards no. I can see why, Yes. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just the fact that like the Knicks are in the need for a star, and then when Oladipo's been at his best, you know, Oladipo's at least an All Star. So right. I feel like that. I feel that's the only need to trade for Oladipo. But I mean, me personally, like I would rather try to like hold on to my assets and see if there's better options later on down the line than to just rush and just get Oladipo in right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it's best to be patient. Especially considering right now, Ryan, um, R.J. Barrett, and we know he's shooting 40% from three right now, but his bread and butter over the last few games has been in the mid-range. Yeah. And when you're looking at cleaning the glass, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. It's trending up, buddy. That little mid-range, that little mid-range, a uh, short mid-range area is trending up, buddy. I'm starting to see orange. It's, it was all blue in the beginning of the season. And for, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, blue means below average. Yeah. Right? Cold. Cold. Think cold. White means average, middle of the world. Orange means, you know, kind of like above average. Up. And the yeah. brighter orange it gets, the more above average you are. That mid, that low mid-range... Area for RJ Barrett is starting to trend orange for the first time. Yeah. And I do feel like him, Oladipo, and and Randall operate in that same area a little bit too much. Yeah. So that fit working out would all depend on if Randall could keep it up from three to give spacing and if RJ can can keep it up as well, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if it's that, that's the ideal situation for them. Yeah, not at the moment. Not at the moment. So I'm with you, Ryan. It's 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 intriguing. Like I kind of see how it might work, considering how you know Tom works, but yeah. it's not a super clean fit. Like I don't know. Like the only other way I can think about it is if we trade him to trade him later type of deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think I would trade Oladipo just to trade him again, though. Like. Nah. Mm. I'm with you. Now, the next trade scenario, um, Macri and Nick's film school brought up, which was, what was it? Wiseman and Wiggins Yo. for Randall and Mitchell Martin Robinson. <laughs> oh man it's oh, I'll, man. Say, I, I'll say this like this one at least made me think it at least made me think because when you look at 
Wiseman's stats. Like, Wiseman looks like he's going to be a star in this league because right now he's averaging 12.7 points per game, 50% from the field. He's shooting 40% from three, even though he hasn't taken much threes. I think he Mm -hmm. takes a little bit over one per game. The fact that he's shooting 40% from three, like, that's impressive for a big man who's a rookie. So, and then on top of that, like, he does a lot of the same things Mitch does. He can run the floor. He can, you know, he can finish at the rim. He can block shots. So, he does a lot of the same thing that Mitch does. So, it's like, is, is that an upgrade over Mitch? That, that, that might be an upgrade. Maybe. If you see where Wiseman is projecting at the moment, that could possibly be an upgrade. And now when you look at Wiggins' stats, it's like, okay, what's, what's Wiggins doing this season? 17.7 points per game. He's averaging, he's shooting 46% from the field, 38% from three. So it's like... Okay, you know, you're going to lose a bit of scoring because Randall is a better scorer. A bit of scoring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. Randall's a better scorer. Definitely grabs more rebounds. He impacts the game more. Yeah, so it's like... So it's kind of like... Okay, you, you, you can possibly get upgraded with Wiseman. You get a bit of a downgrade with Wiggins. But at the same time, it's like... I think that opens up the floor for Barrett to actually gain more of the offense and actually have the offense run more through him. So there's pros and cons here. I, like it's, it's not, it, it's not, a, it, it, it's, 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 it's not a trade where you're just like, all right, no, I feel like that's a trade. You have to at least think about for a moment, like, and weigh the pros and cons of it. I don't I'm see just it, saying. man. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see you, you, you got to weigh the pros and cons. I think. Um, I just, I just, are they giving me picks too? Like, my thing is this, at this point, maybe it's me, but a guy who who's an all-star, can give you 20, impacts winning for Wiggins and... Can Wiseman carry a franchise? Well, not many bigs can carry a franchise nowadays unless you're like Nikola Jokic who can pretty much do every damn thing on the offensive side of the ball. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's what makes this Julius Randle situation interesting for me because if a guy, if I'm bringing a guy in the building who can't potentially carry a franchise or give me a pick, that can have me help me draft a guy who can potentially carry a franchise. I'm not doing it, man. Like that's what makes this Julius Randle thing so difficult mm-hmm. because that's that drop. Okay, sure, you can maybe see the Wiseman to Mitch comparison, but that drop from Randall to Wiggins is a fall from grace, like hard. And not to mention the thirty-three million. My man's making thirty-three million a year. Y'all afraid to play Julius Randall's giving eighteen million a year? Y'all afraid to pay this man? I, come on, he's outperforming I, him. I'll at say thirty-three this, million a year. I'll say this though about Wiggins because you have to expect Wiggins' production to drop a little bit because he played with Steph Curry and they got Kelly Oubre and all these other, and all these other different pieces on, on the Warriors. So it's not like Wiggins is going to like have these eye popping stats like you know when he was with, when he was with Minnesota he was definitely scoring the ball much more though. Right, so, he was at, he was at twenty a game. He was yeah, at twenty he, a game, but <sighs> like, look, I'm not saying I would pull the trigger on it. I'm just saying that it at least makes you think a little bit like, okay, I got to think this over before I actually make a decision. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Which part did you miss? All I'm saying is... I miss miss everything. (laughs) Okay. I have to say this. Like, what is... What's the Tankathon ranking for Gold State Warriors? That's all I'm trying to say. What's the Tankathon ranking? Because I'm just sitting here thinking that... That fall from grace from Wiggins, from Julius Randle Wiggins is huge, man. That's like, I can already see negative forty seven wins <laughs> <laughs> on the Knicks. <laughs> like Wiggins, are you Wiggins? Like what the? 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm all, all I'm trying to say is that Wiggins is not a trash player. Like I feel like he's his stat, I'm, I, I feel like his stats have gone down because of the players he's playing with more so than you know him just right, having because he's not a playmaker. Yeah, exactly. But more, just, more so than him just having a fall from grades. I, all I'm saying is that it would it would make me think of it just because of Wiseman. Right. Himself. That's the only reason I would think about it. But I'm not saying I would pull the trigger on it, though. Okay. I don't know. That's a no. I don't know. That's a no for me, dog. It just seems weird to me. Did you see? Did you, was you typing? Oh, yeah. No, I was trying to tell you in the chat that your sound was off. <laughs> oh, okay, I was okay. Trying to point <laughs> talking, so I was like. <laughs> yeah, I need multiple first rounds from Golden State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If if it's Sweden by first round picks, that that made me think even more about it. But if it's a straight player swap, then I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. But it's like more than likely, I'm still gonna say no. But I'm saying it's at least gonna make me think a bit because just because they threw in Wiseman, I feel you. All right, yeah. As of now, yeah, Golden State's not even in the lottery. Not they're not even in the lottery. I don't know. Yeah, nah. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Like I've seen, I've seen them play. Like I think they're making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Twelve and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. That trade's giving me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. Young piece, Wiseman. But is it a young piece that can be a take, take over a franchise? Can Wiggins take over a franchise? Well, I mean, he he definitely didn't prove in Minnesota that he could. So, and, and then in Minnesota, he was playing with, with who? Carl Anthony Towns yeah. and, and guys like that. So, I mean... I hate this. I hate it here. I hate trying to make these decisions right now. I'm waiting until next <laughs> season. I'm not even doing this right now. I'm not. I'm yeah. not even doing this right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making no decisions. I'm doing this around right now. Obi Toppin still trying to find his way and all is still not trying to pass in the ball. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Obi Toppin. The, the jumper was looking nice, even though, you know, he didn't get a lot. Oh, of yeah. Money. Team Jordan now. Jumpman. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so conflicted, man. I'm so conflicted, man. Oh, I know Ryan man. rocks the Jordans and stuff, but you know me. I rock the Hewins. Yeah. Didn't do the Jordan thing. He signed to the enemy. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, man. I mean, I mean, Shout out to Kevin Knox and the Pumas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if you look at the moment, I, I think it's a statement jersey. Like every statement jersey in the NBA got the, got the um, jumpman on it now. So it's like. Sacrilegious, man. <laughs> Sacrilegious. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. Oh, man. All right. Now, it is time for the favorite part of the show. The O picks. The O picks are the best plays of the week. And it's only has to do with Knicks basketball. So you know what? I'm gonna just get into it right now. Right? Let me just let me kick it off. O pick for me this week is going to my man IQ Emmanuel quickly. He has one of his patented moves that he's already mastered. It was in the Cavs game. He does the fake dribble handoff to the guy doing the curl play. Sees the open lane, dribbles full speed, jumps up in the air, two-handed dunk for the slam. Ooh, pick central. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And my ooh pick goes to the one we call Handle Randall, <laughs> NBA All-Star this season. So against the Bulls, my guy was a straight flamethrower from three. Mm. Hit three straight threes to help propel the Knicks to that early lead in the first quarter. Going to the second quarter. So I got to big up my man Julius Randle for that. All right. Shout out to Julius Randle. In those threes. Lining up 39% from three. Hold that. Stretch for it in the building. We don't need to shop it. We already got one in the building. Let's go, Julius Randle. All-star. Let's see this man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Going to Atlanta Vote. with James Harden and him. Word. Vote that man in. Vote that man in. ASAP Rocky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is part. Now, it's time for the next part, favorite part of the show. My bad. <laughs> it's the bruh picks, man. The bruh picks are usually the stupidest, dumbest plays of the week. It does not have to be Knicks related. It could be basketball related. It could be something dumb just happened in life. We just highlight it and we just talk about it. All right. I can't think of anything right now. Bro, man, finna fifth floor. 
All right, all right, so I got to take over right quick. I got to take over right quick. Okay, so my first bro pick goes to Derrick Rose against the Lakers. Mm. So on this play, Derrick Rose was trying to inbound the ball. It seemed like the person he was trying to inbound the ball to got covered at the last moment. So my man didn't know what to do. So my dude ended up dropping the ball out of bounds, turnover. Mm. Bruh. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want. You want to trade for him? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yo, people was mad. People were mad the last episode when we said we wouldn't trade for dead girls. Yo, there was like he can um he could uh help mentor IQ uh-huh. and, and things like that. That's like, but I never, I didn't think of Derrick Rose as a mentor type of person. You know what I mean? I kind of think of that guy as like a Chris Paul or like you know cerebral point guard type of thing. But I get yeah. it though because he played for Tom, so maybe he can ease. You know, IQ. Yeah, and I, and I guess they're looking at it from the standpoint of like, you know, him being a scoring park point guard, IQ being a stuff, oh, yeah, scoring point yeah, guard yeah. as well, maybe. Even though the way they play is two different styles, though, right. like they're not they're, they're not really the same player, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. My next ooh pick goes to Tyler Hero and Kelly Olynyk on the Miami Heat. Mm, be your hero. Yeah. So there was a there was a play when they against the Wizards earlier this week in the third quarter. Tyler Hero trying to beat the shot clock. So my so my dude drove to the corner three, turned around, fade away, threw it up, nothing but air. Aww. So then Kelly Olenek, Kelly Olenek got the rebound. So time was running out. My man dribbled to the other side, corner three, Bruh. threw it up again, another air ball, shot clock violation. Ah. <laughs> Ryan, RJ Barrett is better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, people was mad. It was talking mad smack. Oh, heroes better than Barrett. It's like, yo, let him cook. Uh, yeah, let him cook. Let him cook. Yeah, I, no, nothing against hero. Exactly. My the next bro pick goes to our guy, the two hundred million dollar man, oh. Rudy Gobert once again. Ooh, he's the new Javale. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't know. I mean, no, he's not as wild as Javel yeah, McGee, but but he's he's definitely doing some broad picks this season, though. Yeah, appearances so, from a center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So against the Nuggets, my guy, I think he got the ball. I think it was from, I think it was from Donovan Mitchell, wide open lane. He caught the ball. It was just him in the rim. My guy went up for the layup. The ball touched the front of the rim. Went up. Jamal Murray mm. got the ball turnover. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the straight up and down, John. Yeah, the straight up and down. Uh, uh. <laughs> it, at that point, it's like, yo, you 7172. Why aren't just you just dunking that? Just dunk it, That's what I'm just dunk that. Two hands for safety. It's real easy. Exactly. Like, the way he was the way he was getting rebounds without jumping over Mitch. Exactly. I'm like, yo, just dunk that, just man. Dunk like, that. why like why are you going for a layup? Yeah, for real. On his Patrick Ewan. Sorry, Jason. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. Oh, that hurt me even when I said it. Bro, me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Patrick Ewing, we still love you, we though. Still we still love you. We still love you, Pat. Sometimes I, I speak before I think. I'm sorry. You were. <laughs> My last bro pick goes to former Nick, the snake. Christoph mm. Porzingis. I'm giving the bro early. Bruh. Yes. <laughs> so against the Jazz again, my guy had the ball. So the lane opened up. He was like, okay, it's time for an emphatic dunk. He drove into the lane, mm. went up one-handed. The ball slipped out of his hands and banged off the backboard hard turnover. Ooh, <laughs> Bruh. Love to see it. Yes, love to see it. <laughs> and love to see the fact that the Dallas Mavericks are losing. They got they got they got one of the six worst records in the NBA right now. Wait, Mavs, th- wait, 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 wait. Hit that ooh button. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Fade for Kate. Yes, Fade, Fade for Kate. But they're fading for us though, so. We don't got to fade. They're fading for us, exactly. so it's all good. Mass fade for Kate. Yes. Man, if they can keep that up, that'll be a miracle. I'm not sure if they'll end up that low. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but at the moment, it's it's looking it's looking lovely at the moment, though. Yeah, it's looking lovely at the moment. I said, 
It's, it's, the, it's the KP cycle, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Gets injured. Yeah. Works his way back. Gets a little bit better. Starts to put stuff together. Gets, gets injured hurt again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Rinse, repeat cycle. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, we wanted to trade. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is our show, guys. Um, yo, sometimes you don't realize how long the show be until you start it. Eh? Well, yeah, yeah we actually hit an hour. Yeah, we hit an hour. Look at that. Just the two of us. An hour. <laughs> we can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Just me and you. All right. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> so that is our show. If you love us, follow us on all social media, man. That is the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick and Tom show on Instagram, the Nick and Tom show on Facebook. Also, you we say follow us on the blog too. Check out the blog, thenicktownshow.com. Captain Mer- Cop the merch, Captain Knox merch. Hats coming soon. Definitely got to cop that as well. And yeah, you know the vibes, man. You know this. Like, subscribe. Yo, like, share, subscribe. Helps us out tremendously, yes, tremendously. You want to see us win because we, we want to grow this thing and, and bring you some cool content. All right. Yes, yes, yes. All right, cool. Ryan, where can I find you? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N, and you can find me on Twitter at Sir underscore G is best. That's right. Follow that man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. That is our show. We out of here. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. How, where, 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 where can they find you on IG? Oh, yeah. They can find me on JLS Roastings. So you can do that. On JLS Roastings. That's J-E-L-L-I-S. Draws things. No dollar sign S. Nothing like that. Just straight up like that. You want to see some, some, some drawings. You might see some shirts in the conception area, you know, before it hits the streets on KOT. Follow <laughs> me. And every now and again, I post something, and then I go dark, and then I post something again. All right? Yes, sir. That is it. All right, cool. That is our show. We out. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New 